You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist, episode number 144, How to Have a Calm Call Shift. (laughs) All right, y'all, let's just dive in, okay? Because one of the biggest topics that I hear from y'all on social media or those reaching out or even from my coaching group members is about having a lot of negative emotions leading up to call or even while on call, right? We coach on this a ton. And so today I wanted to see if I could specifically address how to have a calm call shift. Okay. And whenever I say that, like, we're not supposed to say that, right? We're not supposed to say having a calm shift or a quiet shift, right? But what I mean is not going to give you bad juju, okay? This is all about staying calm on the inside, okay? And so that you're more able to deal with the, the you know, proverbial shit show that is on the outside, right? And also so that we can enjoy our time outside of that call shift, okay? Because we can be on call like for one day during the week, but miserable for the days leading up to it, right? And that's not cool. I don't want any of y'all to be doing that because we should be enjoying those days whenever we're not on call. Call shouldn't be something that we dread so much that it takes our attention away from our family or from enjoying our downtime or, you know, pursuing other things that are outside of work, right? And I have people all the time that that come to me and they're like, yeah, that week leading up to call, um, if they have like a weekend coming up, is just terrible. They don't sleep well. They're stressed, like feeling stressed out. They're worrying about you know, the, the fact that they don't know what might come in. Um, that's such a common, common thought that I hear from other OBGYNs. So if you have that thought too, you are not a lone friend. Okay. Because I hear that is as like one of the most common things. Okay. Um, I don't know what will come in. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. What if whatever comes in is something I can't handle? What if something bad comes in and I don't know what to do? Um, you know, those types of thoughts are so, so common. And I think that they are part of, you know, that anxiety that we get. And so then, then we aren't sure what's going to happen, right? And our brain can't predict what will happen. So then we do things like stay up late worrying about what happened, trying to predict all the different things that could walk through the door. Your brain's like, hey, you remember that one time that 26-weeker dropped in and just delivered and the baby was breech and it was not good. It's, it's going to remind you of all of the possible bad things that could happen and how you might not be able to handle it next time, right? Because your brain doesn't like that uncertainty. It tries to make sense of what could happen so that you are safe, okay? It's trying to predict all the threats, all the potential saber-toothed tigers out there in the world so that you stay safe, right? For survival, right? And so that leads to a lot of worry and anxiety and dread. And so we worry about it. Maybe we spend too much time like 
like searching on the EMR, like, oh, okay, what's going on? You know, like the day before you're even on call, you're checking who's in, in-house, who's on the census, um, who's on the fetal monitors, like what's lo- what's things looking like, you know, what are their labs looking like? We, we gather information, right? We try and do research almost on uh, what's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen. And that's the part that our primitive brain struggles with sometimes. And then we feel like crap because we're worrying and we're anxious and we're tossing and turning. We're not sleeping well because we're all amped up in survival mode or, you know, with anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen. And so then we withdraw from our family or from our friends. We, we buffer with food or alcohol to try and feel better. You know, there's a lot of things that then happen, right? We're not enjoying our downtime whenever we're in this type of mode, right? And we know that that's just our primitive brain trying to convince us, hey, we should probably stay home. We should avoid call altogether because the saber-toothed tiger, you know, could be there. <laughs> this whole call thing seems pretty dangerous to our primitive brain, okay? So not only is this a mindset issue that I want to help you with today, it is also a survival mode issue, which we know can lead to more and more burnout for us, okay? So that's why I want to talk you through a process that I use to calm that anxiety and get rid of that dread so that the days leading up to call and on call and even post call are calm, peaceful, just kind of normal like any other day, okay? And so the process that I'm gonna walk you through today comes from a checklist that I made and I'm gonna share it with you friend as well. So it's my little gift to you today. Um, so thanks for coming and listening. <laughs> you, get a, you get a free checklist, okay? I'm gonna get you this fun little checklist Um, All you have to do is go over to coach-miles.com forward slash checklist, all one word, okay? And uh, you can get the download there. I'll also put it in the show notes, okay? And you're going to want to do that because the checklist is actually more detailed than what I'm going to cover today. So you're going to want to go get it so you can do all the things (laughs) that I might not have time to cover here fully, okay? And I think that this is such an important thing, okay? Because we spend so much of our time working that we really need to be able to enjoy our downtime. And I think that having a checklist is also a really great way to make sure that you're able to to do the things that, that we talk about today. And I kind of like to think about it as kind of like having a temporary external brain. Anytime I make a checklist, really, it's like an external brain. You're putting your thoughts down on the paper. Um, but why that's important or why this really does help is because when your primitive brain is really chirping and chattering about, oh gosh, we don't know what's going to happen. Gosh, call's coming up again. I don't know. Oh gosh, it could just be bad. What if something comes in? I can't handle it. It's like giving you that, you know, terrible pre-call anxiety from all that crap. Um, Sometimes when you're in that mode, you don't really realize that you're there. You don't realize, okay, my primitive brain is trying to protect me right now. And I'm, you know, in kind of survival mode. I'm in that fight or flight type of response. And whenever you are in that, you aren't able to access your prefrontal cortex. Okay. So it's hard to access that just like willy nilly. Like you're not just like, oh yeah, let me think of a creative solution here. You have to calm that fight or flight first. And so having an external brain or a checklist is a great way to remind yourself like, oh yeah, these are the things that I plan to do 
And so I'm going to do them because I plan to do them. Um, and then you can start to do these things without having to just think them up on your own, right? Or access those solutions when your brain's like, everything's awful and the saber-toothed tiger is going to get us. You don't have, you know, you don't have time to, to think about, okay, what are some options I could do to get out of this mode sometimes, right? Because your brain's just like, no, we can't do that. We're trying to survive right now. <laughs> so having a checklist enables you to access those thoughts because they're right there in front of you on the paper. And so so I think that having that is, is like a game changer for a lot of things. But um, so I'm gonna go through this checklist. And so what you will find whenever you go download the checklist is that I've separated it into... Um, three parts, okay, the week of call, so like leading up to call. You can even like, you know, modify that for yourself if you take call a couple times a week, which is totally fine too. Okay, what is the time period, you know, before that's like a couple days before? Is it just like you need to be doing these things once a week no matter what? You can define that for yourself, okay? Um, so you can cross out the week of call if you want and change it to what fits your life and your call schedule best. So I have the week of call, and then there's a section that's the night before call, and then the day of call. And then I also have a list of, of activities that count as active de-stressing activities, okay? And so it's all in one page. It's really, it's it's nice. Okay, there's these little check boxes. So um, it's so cute too. So I'm, I'm like sitting here looking at it like, oh my gosh, this turned out so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I get delighted in the little things, y'all. Um, so for the week of call or leading up to call, okay? Not right before, but leading up to, I have a whole list of things I would like you to do or you could try to do to help you know, generate that calm called shift for yourself, okay? Um, and so a couple of those things that I think are definitely things you wanna consider, okay? One of those things is uh, something that we don't often consider, we don't talk about or think about, and that is pre-sleep, okay? If you go to bed <laughs> 10 minutes early, you know, for even just a few nights, you can actually bank rest. So if you sleep ahead of time leading up to call, if you know you're going to be missing out on sleep, you can actually go to bed 10, 15 minutes early and and bank that sleep so that you're not struggling as much when you then go without sleep okay so that's one of my favorite things to do is okay well i've got call um this weekend i know i'm going to be missing out on some sleep here and there um for the weekend so i am going to go to bed 15 minutes earlier or 10 minutes earlier every night this week um, and making a conscious effort to do that um, it's just a few minutes y'all of not scrolling your phone probably <laughs> right how many of us do that we just go to bed and then we scroll our phone for a while so it's it's really getting into that that um, mode of, okay, let me get some extra sleep now to benefit my future self, okay? And that's what so many of these things are, are, are activities that you can do or things that you can do to help your future self. And so as you go through the Calm Call checklist, I want you to be thinking about that future you, either on call or post call, like what is going to be the best thing for, for me, you know, one week from now? What is, you know, that version of me, what is she really going to appreciate that I did, okay? Um, and then the the other thing is, is that whenever, um, 
anxiety arises, I think that it's really important to get in the habit of reminding your primitive brain or reminding your brain in general that it doesn't have to think that way. Okay. It doesn't have to think that way. We don't have to get um, in a place where we are fearful. Um, it's okay, brain. We are safe. Okay. And so uh, one of the things I have on here is that whenever that anxiety starts to rise up or you start having that negative kind of self-talk or kind of all the things that could go wrong go through your head, right? Like all the what ifs start popping up. Whenever that comes or you just start feeling anxious, just start reminding yourself, have a thought that you've written down or you can use mine that's on this checklist um, and and just remind yourself like, yep, like that is then. Call is then in the future, right? But I am here right now. I am sitting and listening to this podcast. I am in my car driving, listening to a podcast and nothing has gone wrong in this moment. I am safe. Okay. So like as you as you listen to this, that's what you would tell yourself, right? But if you're doing something else, you would say, okay, I am here. I am um, walking for exercise on the treadmill. I am safe. Nothing has gone wrong, right? Or I am sitting on the couch and I'm in this moment. Nothing has gone wrong. There is no danger. I am safe, okay? And it really is a a practice, okay? It is a habit that you want to build. It's like a muscle. The more you practice that, the stronger it gets, right? So the more you remind your primitive brain, nothing has gone wrong. Everything is safe right now for me as I sit here and I am doing okay right now. That the, the more you practice that, like the stronger that gets and the more confident you get in that and the less anxiety will arise. Okay. Um, and so the less your brain will then have this kind of response to call as well. So um, over time, then call doesn't become this scary thing for your brain, right? Or it doesn't continue to be a scary thing for your brain because your brain's like, oh yeah, no, I remember that. We're, we're safe, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then it doesn't go into the survival mode, right? And so, it, but it is a, it is a practice. It is a muscle that you have to strengthen. And so, so get into the habit of just reminding yourself and it feels silly at first, right? Like I'm talking to my brain. I'm telling it that I'm safe. Like, duh, of course I'm safe. Like, yeah, we can, we can have that, <laughs> that judgment of ourselves, but also it actually works, y'all. Like our brain actually will listen to us whenever we do that. Our primitive brain will listen to us. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, know that it's someone else or if it's us talking to it. <laughs> okay. So it works. So try it. Okay. Try it out. And, and it really does work friends. So the, uh, that's a couple of things in the, you know, leading up to call the pre, uh, week of call. Right. And so there's several other checkboxes here. Um, but I'll let you look at those once you get the list. Okay. Um, and then the night before call, Okay. One of the big things that I started doing that I think really changed, um, you know, my, my experience of call or, or this anxiety or this dread, this kind of survival mode response is, is like knowing what my brain wants to do to feel better and doing it in a reasonable way. Okay. So meaning I try to focus on um, eating well and like hydrating before, 
But that doesn't always like jive with my primitive brain. My primitive brain, I've told y'all, would love to eat every item of sugar in the whole house and probably have some alcohol um, before call. (laughs) That's its idea of feeling better, okay? And so if your brain likes to buffer with food or alcohol or online shopping, I've had people that tell me, yeah, I just like go on Amazon and buy a bunch of stuff so I can feel better. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I bought so much stuff. I didn't really mean to do that, you know? Um, And so, you know, it could be shopping. It could be anything. It could be scrolling your phone, right? I want you to kind of notice what your brain prefers to do and try to do it in a way that is reasonable, okay? So for my brain, I plan ahead that my brain really likes certain things um, because it's trying to find comfort, it's trying to find safety, it's trying to feel better. It doesn't like to feel anxious about what could come in or about the unknown. And so for me, I like to make a plan ahead. And so I kind of have this pre-call ritual of, or even on-call ritual that I have certain, <laughs> I have certain treats that I, I plan ahead. And like, that's my, that's my call night treat. Like I have that. And usually for me, okay, it is a Panera cookie. <laughs> I really like the candy cookie. Okay. And so, um, whenever I, I do that, I feel like, okay, I've had a treat, I've had, you know, a small amount of, um, of carbs and sugar and the things that my brain wants, but that's enough. And so if I plan that in, then I don't find myself like, you know, going through the whole pantry and eating all the things. Okay. Because if I don't have something that's planned in, that's what I do. Okay. If, if I just let it be up to my primitive brain and I just like go into like fog mode, like rummaging mode, <laughs> Right. It's kind of like a kind of like a bear just like roaming around the woods looking for berries. Right. Just like, uh, you know, gathering food. Right. Uh, That's just that's how I feel whenever I'm in that mode. I'll just like eat and eat and eat. And um, if I don't have a plan for that, then that's what happens. And so if I have this plan, it's it's like a total non-issue. Now I can have my cookie and I don't eat the whole pantry and my brain is fine with that. And sometimes I don't even eat the whole cookie. I'm like, okay, a couple bites of this. Boy, that was good, you know? And then I'm like, it's a game changer, y'all, okay? So if your brain is looking for that comfort, find a way to do it in a way that is reasonable for you. And so in my kind of plan of eating well and prehydrating, I also plan in a treat that's reasonable, okay? And so if you know that your brain would love to um, have, you know, a bottle of wine. Okay. Maybe you just plan in having a glass and that's it, you know? So, uh, you know, whatever it is so that your brain doesn't just get carried away and keep having more and more and more and more. Okay. So plan ahead, plan it in, make it acceptable, make it where it's guilt-free. Okay. Because the last thing you want to do is beat yourself up afterwards or guilt yourself. Like I shouldn't have to have a candy cookie every time I'm on call. Like, no, that's going to make me want to eat more. (laughs) That's going to drive me to feeling shame and guilt and make me feel like a piece of crap so that I then want to eat even more. Okay. Same thing with alcohol. Okay. If I, if I guilt myself for planning in that, that glass of wine or that cocktail, then I'm going to then beat myself up. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to just drink more because I feel like shit. Right. 
So it has to be judgment-free if you plan in something like that. So plan in your buffering. It's judgment-free. If that's Netflix, okay, set a timer. You're allowed to do your Netflix. That's totally fine. But don't let it be where you're staying up so late that you're missing out on sleep pre-call and you're exhausted heading into call, right? That's not going to set up a great situation for you or for your future self, right? So what can you do to support that future version of you, that future self, right? What would be the loving thing here? It would be, okay, I'm going to watch an hour of Netflix and then go to bed, right? Or whatever it is for you, okay? I don't, no judgment uh, is allowed. So whatever amount is a reasonable amount for you, okay? And then I have um, several other things that I've listed here to do for the night before call. So I'll let you go look at those. So if you're, and you don't have to do all these things, y'all, like you can start with like one from each category even. Um, and so I'll let you choose. So you can always think of it kind of like a menu at first, like just pick one from each section, right? Okay. So the day of call, um, one of my favorite things to do <laughs> is number one, I make myself, and some of you I know out there do this as well, but I make myself drink a glass of water before each caffeinated drink <laughs> because I know myself. I know I'm going to be having the coffee. I'm going to be, you know, doing that even in the evening probably. And so before each caffeine, each coffee, each, you know, soda, whatever it is, I make myself drink a glass of water and I continue this throughout the day or throughout the shift or throughout the weekend because we can get so far behind. And that just, you know, that makes me feel even shittier. Um, whenever <laughs> I'm super dehydrated. It makes my body hurt whenever I am already probably going to be hurting from being up so late or being on my feet so long or just being active at work. You know, what we do is a very active job sometimes. And so, um, I, you know, already wake up with, with a sore back. So, you know, what can I do to support myself even more so that it's not like, I feel like I've been hit by a truck after, you know, the first 24 hours of my weekend. Right. Um, and so this is one of those things that's really helped. And so I know everybody's out there like, yeah, I know I should drink more water, but really it does help. So try it. You know, um, the other thing is, is I really, try to stay away from the I should thoughts. And so what I mean by that is, you know, whenever we're on call, we have kind of a lot of, a lot of expectations for ourselves or even off call. Right. And so instead I try to really keep things reasonable for myself. Like, look, I'm on call. I, you know, cause my brain will offer, like, I should also be you know, getting all my charts done. I should also be, you know, uh, spending time with my kids whenever I get a minute. I should also be, you know, getting caught up on my laundry. I should also be, you know, all these things that my brain offers that I should also be doing. I try to really knock that down and, and keep the expectations that I hold for myself really reasonable. Like I'm just one human that is doing a lot already. Okay. Like a lot <laughs> being on call is, is it takes a lot of mental energy y'all. And so even if there's not a lot happening at the hospital, sometimes we still have that kind of mental on call mode. And I think that that takes a lot of energy from us and a lot of mental energy. And so adding in other stuff that like I should be doing this. No, no, actually just being on call is enough. And that is a lot. Okay. And so I try to remind myself that throughout the day. 
um, because I, I kind of think that I should be able to do all the normal things plus call, okay? That's kind of how my brain would like to think. But in reality, that's not always true. And that's not something that I, I should have these, you know, I should statements because we, we've talked about it here. If you're like shooting all over yourself, it's just going to make you feel like shit. And so <laughs> drop the shoulds. Okay. Because I, I am one human, you are one human, and we are doing a lot already just being on call. Okay. That is a lot. It counts for a lot. Give yourself credit. Okay. And then the, the last thing that I'll mention here, um, on the day of call is as it gets into the evening, um, I really try to either take a nap early in the evening or lay down early. Um, and so sometimes it feels like there's always a lull for me around like, I don't even know, early, like early evening, there's a lull, um, on my call shifts and that might be different for y'all, but if you have that opportunity to take like a power nap, um, or if you have the opportunity to like lay down at like eight, (laughs) you know, uh, if you are someone that is not just there for, you know, a straight shift and you're taking like a weekend call from home, if you're able to lay down early rather than staying up late, waiting for the phone to ring, right? You're going to bank some sleep. Okay. So, um, you know, I know that my phone's probably going to ring around 10 PM and around 2 AM always. Like that's what I expect. And that's not always, but that's, that's the pattern. And so I try and get, you know, some sleep in before, um, it starts ringing. And that has made a huge difference because whenever I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, I'm just waiting on them to call me. Well, guess what? Then my brain's like anxious or trying to add to the anxiety of like what could be coming, what might be on, on the other end of that phone call. Right. And so I, I think that then I usually end up staying up too late because then I'm scrolling my phone and I'm like, okay, they're going to call me any minute. I can't lay down yet, you know? And so get out of that mode. That's not true. And you can get, even if you just got five minutes of a little nap before they called you, like it's still better than nothing because you can bank that sleep. Okay. And so try to get into a different mindset around that whenever you're on call, like, okay, a little sleep is better than staying up late waiting for the calls, right? So a little bit now um, so that I'll feel better whenever they do call, right? And so get into a better mindset around that. Find a way to get a little nap in or a little snooze early in the evening or lay down early, okay? All right, y'all. I'm going to end right there, but I want you to go check this out because I also have a whole area of active de-stressing activities that you can choose from. Um, And so there's a lot else to see on this checklist, but I can't go through it all. There's not enough time today. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you for, you know, three hours at a time. You you wouldn't like that. So, um, but go get it. Go get this list, okay? Coach-miles.com forward slash checklist all one word. Okay. Um, and, and let me know what you think. I'm excited. Um, I, uh, definitely suggest printing it out because, you know, it has the kind of that dopamine hit of checking that box, but you definitely don't have to. Um, some people do it on their, on their tablet or on their iPad. So, um, whatever works best for you, go check it out and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, 
definitely check out my six-month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.